You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. All of a sudden, it got to be too much, and I said, I'm done. This is, I can't handle this. Have you ever been in a spot serving the Lord that you just felt like, I can't do this, and you just want to quit? You're not alone. There are a lot of people that have been there. And all you have to do is look around at everybody here. Everybody else has been there. And it will not be just a one-point time in our life. Just like, uh, just like the, uh, the trees that are out here, we have this, the principles of seasons in life. And there are different seasons that we all go through. There were people in first century, like Saul, who was a persecutor. They, somebody who hated Christians. Maybe you have somebody in your family that's that way. Maybe you have somebody that if you talk about the Lord at all, they get angry. They don't want you to talk about the Lord. Now, they'll talk about all of their stuff, but they don't want you talking about the Lord. They don't want you talking about the Bible. They don't want you talking about your view of politics because your view of politics are based on a biblical worldview. And so now it is a hated topic of conversation, and they're very venomous. That was the case with Caiaphas. That was the case with John. That was the case with Annas, the high priest. That was the case with Hymenius and, and Alexander the coppersmith. There were a lot of people that have been recorded in Scripture that were adversarial towards the believers. Now, you and I, we face different pressures and problems from without. But the greatest pressures that you and I face are pressures from within. Pressures that are self-inflicted. Pressures that, that we bring into a situation because of one word expectation. You know, when you went into marriage, you had an expectation. You have children, there are expectations. You, you have a friendship, there are expectations. In, in our faith, there are expectations. Mrs. Brown is one that uh, likes everything very scheduled. And she also is one that does not like, she has got, I mean, after, about, after 33 years, she's become very flexible. But early in the marriage, she was not flexible. If it wasn't all planned out, and then you threw something in, and I am, I am a spontaneous person. I said, okay, let's do this. Let's switch. We'll just do this. And man, she didn't like that. One of the verses that I would quote to her often was, hope deferred maketh the heart sick. 
as though that made it better. All that did was just pour some more fire, a gas on the fire. But, but, you know, in life, we all have expectations. And when our expectations are not met, there's frustration. When our expectations are not met, there's hurt. When our expectations aren't met, there's disillusionment and disappointment. And there is a battle that begins inside the soul of man when we have these expectations and things don't go our way. Now, has anybody had everything go their way? But you know what? When we are the one that's disappointed, we feel like the other person that disappointed us always gets their way. We feel like we are the only one that didn't get our, our expectation met. But there isn't a person here that has not had their expectations dashed. And this morning, I want to look into this family where we can see that there was an expectation uh, of, uh, that was a pretty normal expectation. And I think that these expectations and these ideas of entitlements of what is owed me in my relationships and in my own expectations, I think it will help us as we navigate through those times of disappointment those times where frustration arises. And so uh, we are going to speak to you on the subject this morning, expectations, real original uh, title of a message. And let's pray together. Father, we come before you, and uh, Lord, we realize that our expectations are based on our own desires. And Lord, sometimes our desires don't line up with even your desires or anybody else's desires. And so I pray that as we live down here that we would gain some uh, principle that would, would help us guide our lives so we can avoid some of these, uh, these unnecessary burdens uh, in our lives. And so help us, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. I recently read a book by a pastor's wife, and in this book, she, she, she brought to life some things about expectations that I had not really thought about uh, and how many expectations we have. You know, this morning when you woke up, uh, there was an expectation that you were going to wake up. Not only was there an expectation that you were going to wake up, there was an expectation that when you opened your eyes, you were going to see not only were your, was there an expectation of that, there was an expectation that when you went to swing your legs off the side of the bed, that you would be able to do so. You know, there are so many expectations that we have on a daily basis, and we don't even begin to realize all of them uh, in, in our life. And, and you could run through all of the things and just stop and thinking about your day and how many things that you just expect to be there. I mean, you walk over to the uh, kitchen, or the bathroom sink there, and, and you, you turn on the faucet uh, to wash your face and you turn that faucet and water came out. You walked over to the shower 
And I hope you did. And you walk over to the shower there and you turn that knob and uh, water came out. And praise the Lord, it was hot water that came out. There's just so many expectations. You walk out to the, uh, you walk over to the closet and you flip that door open uh, magically. I know my, my expectation is that when I open the closet, clothes are going to be there ironed and hanging up and ready to put on. And it's amazing. Uh, it just magically happens at our house. I have no idea what happens, but my closet just, it's sort of self-replenishing. It just always keeps coming back. Uh, I open the drawers and uh, the clothes are in there. Uh, Pretty amazing. But there's just an expectation that that's going to happen. You know, in life, we have so many expectations. And here, as we look at these expectations, some of them are not bad. Some of the expectations are a reasonable expectation, but we do have to recognize that when our, un, when our expectations are unmet, it creates a frustration that may not be anybody else's problem. It may have just been an unrealistic expectation. You know what? We, we have expectations of our friends and family. We have expectations of our employment. But you know, sometimes things happen, and it wasn't that anybody was trying. Maybe, maybe our expectation and their expectation didn't line up. And what they were expecting was different than what you were expecting or what they thought was expected is different than what you thought was expected. And so now all of a sudden, instead of having just one person's expectations messed up, you have multiple people's expectations messed up. And frustration is a result. So in our text, we have a family who is facing a health issue. Uh, They have a, a, a friend who had the ability to heal, who had the ability to, to make sure that this sickness would not be unto death. Uh, this family had a close friend who had stayed in their home and eaten in their home uh, that they loved and that they knew loved him. And here as they were, were uh, when they had their brother Lazarus get sick, they sent out a message. You see, uh, this friend had healed the halt and the lame. He had, he had healed the blind and the sick. This friend had c- cast out uh, demons. This friend was a close friend. Uh, and this was a friend in whom they had put their faith their complete confidence and trust in. Lazarus is sick, and he's deathly ill. And his two sisters send for the Savior to come, and they know that he can heal them, heal Lazarus. They, they already know it. They've already witnessed. They, they, had, they knew that Jesus had healed other people. Why would he not heal Lazarus? I mean, he had spoken and the centurion's uh, daughter was healed. Why couldn't he just uh, do the same again? Uh, and there were so many things. Uh, and, you know, here as, as they sent this messenger out to, to get Jesus and let him know that, uh, that, that uh, Lazarus was sick, I can imagine how they, they stood and uh, they are watching, they're watching Lazarus maybe at the window and then their other eye was looking down the road waiting for Jesus to come down the road. 
But day one, he doesn't come. Day two, he doesn't come. And all of a sudden now, as Lazarus is sick, everything changes. Lazarus dies. What happened to their expectation? You see, they had an expectation that Jesus loved them. They had an expectation that if Jesus did love them, then Jesus was going to do something about their current situation. Is it starting to come into picture here? Does Jesus love you today? Amen. He does. Absolutely. Have there been times when we look to him to do something and he didn't? Maybe there was a loved one. Maybe there was a friend. Maybe there was a situation that you came to the Lord and you, you thought in your mind, surely the Lord loves me and he would never allow this to happen. He is going to do something about this. And let me tell you something. The circumstances of life does not change the reality of God's love. It does not change the reality. And we then can put a pressure on a relationship, not because God is unfaithful, not because God is unfair, not because God is unloving. It is based on an expectation that God would act how I want God to act. I knocked on a door over in Olivehurst. And a man came to the door, and he was probably in his mid-30s, and, and he, he answers the door, and I said, hey, I'm out visiting from Bible Baptist, and just inviting people to church, and I, the door was open, the kids were in the background, and this guy just blurts out, he said, he said, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in God. And I looked at him, and I said, I'm so sorry, you must have been hurt very deeply. And he began to weep. He said, I used to go to church. I used to be a Sunday school teacher. He said, but my mom got cancer. And I prayed and I asked God to heal my mom. And, my, and God did not heal my mom. And she died. And because of that, he turned. His unmet expectation caused him to say, God, I have no faith in you any longer. I looked at him and I said, so there's been a time where you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. He said, yes. He said, I believed in the Lord. I accepted him as my Savior. But he didn't answer my prayer. I said, what about these kids? Are these your children? He said, yes. I said, so if you die, you're going to go to heaven because of your faith that you had placed in God. Your children, if you do not share with them the gospel, you're going you're gonna to say that you want them to go to hell? You see, what was it? It was an unmet expectation 
And this unmet expectation changed the direction of this individual. And let me tell you this morning, expectations, there are some good expectations and, and we have expectations in life. There's, there, there is, uh, without some expectations, we would, uh, we would uh, have no hope whatsoever. But here, as Mary and Martha uh, watched Lazarus get weaker and weaker and, and they looked at him and the message had gone out and the messenger had returned and the Lord did not come and he finally died uh, there was an unmet expectation so I want to look at just a couple expectations number one an expectation of a healthy life you know what nobody expects to have an unhealthy life it was ironic the other day we were talking about praising the Lord and and uh, little Jenny here she is in a wheelchair, blind, getting ready to have surgery because she's in so much pain. And she was praising the Lord. We stub our toe. And all of a sudden, it's like, what's going on? Health issues arise. And I'm not making light of health issues. But when those health issues come, there's an expectation that we're going to get better. But what if we don't? What if our loved one gets sick? The expectation is that they're going to get better. My mom, uh, I guess about six years ago, five, six years ago, six years ago, she was diagnosed with, a, a, uh, with cancer, glioblastoma, a, a cancer that has a 2% success survival rate. And they went in and they had the brain surgery and they told her and said, if you, if you have the brain surgery, uh, if you have chemo, if you have radiation, uh, he said, you will probably live 12 to 16 months at the most. And mom's still alive. My dad got sick a year ago, February. So two, two years ago, this next week. And all of a sudden we found out that he was sick and within just less than two months, he was gone pancreatic cancer. You know, expectations. You know, I was sort of thinking Pops was going to live longer and Ma was not going to, just with their health situation. But those expectations did not line up with reality. But is God unjust? Is God unfair? Is God unloving? You see, my view, my expectation of a healthy life for myself, for my family, for my friends, uh, that, that, is a, that is a sort of a normal expectation, but the reality is if that expectation is unmet, you and I have to stop and say, okay, 
how am I going to respond to this? How am I going to uh, respond to this, un, this unmet expectation? Uh, nobody plans for sickness. Nobody plans for bad, bad health. Uh, we, we, have an expect, we don't have expectations of being weak, weak and frail. Uh, Brother Doug never had an expectation of having to uh, use a cane, uh, a, a staff to get around. Uh, and, you know, that, that's not what was on our radar. I'm looking out this morning and I see some walkers and uh, some canes and uh, different things. Uh, there are things that happen in life that are unexpected. Our expectation isn't there for cancer or heart attacks or kidney failures. Our expectations aren't for dementia. Our expectations are not for pain we go to the marriage altar with an expectation of a happy marriage. But that's not always the case. Just this week, just last two days, I was just made aware of someone that is, is having a divorce. And nobody had expectations. Nobody dreamed of the burdens that life sometimes brings our way. You see, we don't have expectations of divorce and death and the inability to have children. We don't have expectations of, of wayward children or handicapped children. Expectations in life. Life comes with expectations. So let's look here again, John chapter 11, verse number 20, and I'll hasten here. Then said Mary and Martha unto, Je unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. Now wait a second. What do we find here? There was an expectation that if the Lord would have showed up, Lazarus would not have died. That was their expectation. Uh, go to chapter number 11, skip down to verse number uh, 40, or let's see here, verse number 32, John eleven thirty-two. And when Mary was come to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. Uh, so here, both sisters, Mary and Martha, they had an expectation that Lazarus was going to be healed. Why? Because Jesus healed other people. He healed others. My mom is living. She had glioblastoma cancer. Brother Patterson is in heaven today. He had the exact same cancer. The same process. You see, we don't know what, is, what the Lord is going to do, uh, but there are expectations. But there was not just an expectation uh, of Jesus to respond in a certain way by Martha. There wasn't just an expectation by Mary. Uh, skip down to verse number 36. It said, then said the Jews, behold how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? You see, even the world, the people that were around the Lord, they looked at it and said, couldn't Jesus have stopped this? There was an expectation that Jesus was going to respond the way we want him to respond. You see, there's an expectation of a healthy life. There's an expectation of a happy life. There's nothing happy about death. There's nothing happy 
about brokenness. Here in verse number 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And she saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which had come into the world. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister, secretly saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. You see, there was an absence. Uh, Lazarus was gone. And in that absence, uh, it was overwhelming. Uh, he was that protector. He was uh, maybe that provider. Uh, he was that pal, that friend, that companion in their life. And there was a void that was going to be in their life. Uh, they knew about heaven. They knew that the Lord was going to, uh, to, in the resurrection, there would be that bodily uh, rejoining together in a new body at the resurrection uh, and the judgment there. Uh, but the eternal wasn't in view now. Why? Because the hurt was here now. The burden was here now. And her view, their view was... Lord, if you'd been here, Lazarus would still be alive. Now, you know, the Lord had a plan. You and I, we have had the, the, the blessings of being able to read the whole story. You and I know that the Lord is going to raise Lazarus from the dead. And because of that, we look at this story as, man, it's all, it's all good. It's just a hurt for a second, but it'll all be okay later. How do you feel when somebody tells you, oh, it'll be okay later? Is it consoling? No. It doesn't help you with the hurt now. And here Jesus had a plan. And though their expectations was that Lazarus was never going to get, he was never going to die, he was just going to be healed here on earth. God had a plan that he was going to do something different. And God had a plan that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead for the glory of God. You know, Hurt could be intended to bring God glory. Your hurt, your unmet expectation, your, your looking at what God should have done, what God could have done, you and I, we have expectations on what God's doing. Now, do we believe in a sovereign God? Does God see a big picture that we don't see? Absolutely. And here when we look into this family, we see these unmet expectations and these unmet expectations built in their life. But what I see in them is that they did not allow those unmet expectations to cause them to walk away from God. During the hurt, don't quit on God. 
things don't work out the way you planned, don't give up on God. Don't quit on God. The marriage does not turn out how you wanted it to go. Maybe the uh, health issues didn't turn out the way you wanted them to be. Maybe the relationships with a friend or children, or maybe a prayer, uh, a desire that you had for God Almighty, and you came to him with sincerity, and you asked him to do something, and God did not answer the way you wanted him to answer. God is not on our timeline. His ways are above our ways. His thoughts above our thoughts. And we might not see how any of this could bring glory to God. But when our expectations are unmet, let's not fail in our faith. We've got to keep on trusting Him. Keep on trusting Him. He knows what's best. He knows what he's doing. He knows what the end is going to look like. You see, we have an expectation uh, of of a uh, healthy life, a happy life, and we have expectations of a hope-filled life. Look quickly with me, and I'll, I'll hasten here. Verse number 38, Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave, It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it, and Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. And Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldst see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe. Believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound with, uh, about with a napkin. And Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. Your faith in the Lord is never in vain. You see, though there was the hurt, there was still a God who was doing this for a purpose. And what was the purpose? There were people who were watching Mary. There were people who were watching Martha. And here, uh, the scripture tells us that they came to Mary and when they saw their faith, when they saw what the Lord did, now all of a sudden that all brought these people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. They believed. Our expectations might be about us. But maybe when our expectations are unmet, God is doing something that is not just going to affect the here and now, but the by and by. Maybe God is going to use this to change the eternal destiny of someone. You see, expectations of the miraculous was rewarded. 
It wasn't in their timeline. Jesus' plan was on a different plane than where Mary and Martha were at, but God was glorified. And miracles not, uh, are not necessary uh, when everything is going well. Sometimes God doesn't, God doesn't give the miracle. Sometimes we don't see the end game. But our faith should be unwavering, knowing that God has a plan. You know, faith is not tested in the good time. Our faith is tested in the turmoil. Do we trust God when God doesn't meet our expectations? Unmet expectations. We know that our expectation that God is going to answer every one of our prayers, we know that that's not realistic. Just like as a parent, you do not give your children everything that they ask for. It wouldn't be feasible. It wouldn't be good for them. And it definitely would not be good for your pocketbook. But an expectation that God is going to answer every prayer immediately or that he will answer every prayer positively in the manner that we want them answered. But unmet expectations can lead us to a place of doubt and despair. And sometimes it does not lead us into a place of faith and trust. But my Bible says the just shall live by faith. And you and I need not to put the Lord on trial. When problems come our way, when the expectations that we have on how God, we think God should act, when they are not met, we need to respond in faith towards God called trust. We believe him for eternal destiny. Can we, can we trust him for our daily life? Unmet expectations. And sometimes those unmet expectations we will allow to destroy our faith. We can allow it to destroy our friendships. We can allow those unmet expectations to uh, impact every aspect of our life. J. J. Vernon McGee, one of the old preachers, he, he said this once, this is God's universe and God does things his way. You may have a better way, but you don't have a universe. I read that and I thought, wow, pretty powerful. I guess if I had the universe... I could choose things to be my way. But I don't have a universe, and God does. And let's trust him. Father, I pray that you would help each and every one of us this morning, and, and I pray that you would just help these, uh, these truths to uh, resonate in our own minds and hearts. And Lord, I don't know where each person is today, but Lord, I do know that the expectations we have sometimes are unmet. 
and the hurt that that brings, Lord, is very real. And I pray that you would help us, Lord, to just remain faithful to you. Heads bowed, eyes closed. You're here this morning. You say, Pastor, I know the Lord is my personal Savior. I know if I die right now, I'm going to heaven. I've accepted him. I've put my faith in Christ for salvation. And I know if I died, I'm going to heaven. You say, Pastor, that's me. I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Just slip your hand up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You put your hands down. Maybe you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I do not have that confidence. I believe God exists, but I don't know that he's my Savior. I don't know that my eternal destiny has been changed. And you say, Pastor, I'm concerned about that. I don't know if I died right now, I'd go to heaven. I'm concerned about that. I won't come to you. I won't embarrass you, but I want to pray for you. You say, Pastor, that's me. I'm not sure if I died right now, I'd go to heaven. I'm concerned about it. Just slip your hand up. Let me pray for you this morning. Anyone like that today? I'm unsure. How about it, Christian? How's our expectations? Have we put some expectations out that we want God to act how we want? Have we responded in faith? Let's do business with the Lord. Let's stand together. We'll just have a moment of invitation. You can leave your, you can use your seat as an altar or you can come to the front. But the altar's open. Expectations. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.